Welcome, welcome, welcome to Barnes University Radio. As you guys know, um, I got back into the NBA world on Twitter and, uh, you know, and I got back just in time. You know, I got sick of the losing. I got sick of the, you know, the mentality that was starting to form in the Lakers world. I've been a fan for almost 20 years and and uh, it was just right on time because we recently traded for um, Anthony Davis and it's big news um, you know, in Lakerland. Um, but just, you know, to big piggyback off of that, you know, coming into the, the Laker world, the Lake show world of Twitter, I got baptized pretty good. Um, I wouldn't say that it was, you know, super embarrassing or whatnot, because, you know, I haven't been watching basketball a lot since Kobe retired. You know, I've been Really, you know, football has been a priority um, with the Titans and stuff like that. I haven't really covered a lot of the the Lakers. You know, I have a good idea and good understanding of what it takes to win championships in basketball, especially with that Laker franchise. But I made a comment um, referring to Brandon Ingram and uh, Lonzo Ball because someone said they wasn't sure why um, or how people or how the Lakers were prioritizing the players being mentioned in the trade for Anthony Davis. And it was before Anthony Davis actually got traded. People were like, what is the prioritization of each player and pick the number four pick? And, you know, obviously the rumors were Lonzo Ball, um, Brandon Ingram, and the number four pick, uh, you know, Josh Hart. And and then Kyle Kuzma was the one that w- was the one player being you know, kept out of the trade talks. And I kind of put it like this. I said that Lonzo Ball is a um, a great defensive guard that is very limited on the offensive end, you know. I think that a, a team with a good plan on Lonzo Ball offensively could take him out of the game. But in terms of defense, you can't stop a guy defensively. I think he's a long, tenacious, instinctual defender. I think he's a great player when it comes to that. Brandon Ingram, who I said is a skinny, you know, you only got how many characters to really make your point on Twitter. I think they've expanded it to what, 200 plus maybe. I don't know the characters, but it's it's hard to make a point and, you know, to cover all aspects. But anyway, you know, I said that Brandon Ingram is a skinny guy that is a volume shooter. And then I said with the number four pick, obviously, I've already made a a a you know, a thousand word, two thousand word piece about, you know, the Lakers, we are a franchise that we don't draft players. You know, we are, we use those picks to acquire talent. And if we are going to draft the player, usually it's somebody in the front court who's who's extremely talented. And, you know, our hit rate on front court players, meaning the forwards and, and centers, we're, we're not bad at drafting solid um, front court players. You know, you look at Zubak, who, who's developing you look at the Andrew Bynums of the world. You look at Julius Randle. You look at, you know, guys over the period of time we've drafted. And if you consider Ingram, you know, uh, forward, you know, we've gra- we've drafted pretty decent uh, front court players. It's just the guards are hit and miss in terms of like extreme um, influence and um, uh, value. So, you know, it is what it is. And I think. Overall, if you draft in the top five, top ten, you're going to have a good player. Maybe not great, maybe a little immature. Obviously, all these players are young, but 
you know, you're going to get some good talent there. But that's not how the Laker way. We don't wait. We Our expectations are just too high. And that's really what it is. We don't wait 10 years for a guy to develop. And on the, you know, the, the last few years of his career, we finally get one. No, we trade our assets and we we uh, build through trades and negotiation and, and free agents. That's just that's just the Laker way. And it's and it's worked. There's nothing wrong with either way. The how the Warriors did it. They formed a great team by drafting players and and whatnot and developed them. And, you know, that's that's a dime a dozen. You know how you do that. You drafted one of the, you know, two of the best shooters of all time, and then you get a great complimentary player with not necessarily, you know, not only I should say, did you draft a guy in Draymond Green that is a defensive player, uh, selfless, um, and and brings that energy and emotional value. You draft the player with a mindset that that a lot of players can be that defensive minded guy, but they're out of the league and three, four years, um, but a guy that's in it for the long haul, that mindset, that professionalism, that that's hard to find. And they really did their homework and they did a good job. That's a dime a dozen, though. That's not the Laker way. And and if the Lakers were going to do it, you know, this is off record because I wasn't talking about the Lakers on, you know, documentations or whatnot, but I like the D'Angelo Russell pick. I wasn't a big fan of uh, the Lonzo Ball pick I would have went with. Um, I think Tatum was in that draft that year. And then Jalen Brown. So I would have probably went, you know, this might be Laker um, taboo, but I probably would have went the Celtic way in terms of the last two or last few players selected. I like Jalen Brown and I like Jason Tatum. I liked D'Angelo Russell. I wouldn't have traded him. Um, so it just it just comes down to how you do it. And I think that the Lakers did it their way, and now they they trading away assets. Um, but back to what I was saying, I got baptized a little bit with the Brandon Ingram, me mentioning him being a volume scorer. Um, and my mindset when I mentioned him being a volume scorer, it was really thinking about his role in the next phase of his career and adding to where he was selected in the draft. He's a number two overall pick, and a lot of people – you know, I don't know. Maybe that's an NFL mindset. But if you're taking number two overall, you're not the roles that he has played with the Lakers these last two seasons is are not roles or um, how many ever seasons. The the role that he is currently playing is not a role that a number two overall pick you should be happy with. And that's the thing. And I'm actually going to post this a little bit later is the mindset of Lakers fans currently is not the mindset of a 15, 16 championship uh, franchise. And, you know, I'm, I'm saying 15, 16, because we're going to add on to that. Obviously I'm saying how many, not knowing exactly how many years Brandon Ingram or, or saying that how the few years that Brandon Ingram has been in this league because I say that because he hasn't been. So he has room to grow. So I, I leave that out and I leave that um, possibility um, to be critiqued on purpose. But what I'm saying is the 15 to 16 uh, championships, that that mindset, that doesn't sound like a fan base that is experienced. And a lot of times, you know, they're not. They're just young. They're young people talking on Twitter. They're, there's uninformed people on ESPN talking about it. But 
listen, this is a franchise that is historic. This is a franchise that has a standard. For you to be clinging on to two undeveloped players in response to trading for Anthony Davis or or anything excuse me or anything like that it's blasphemous it's crazy to be talking about to 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 really major in the minors let's say i did say brandon ingram was a volume scorer does that discredit or denote everything that i said and then they want to then a lot of people mention kuzma Kuzma plays no defense. He's a shot chunker, blah, 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 compared to Brandon Ingram. I would have to admit, even when I tweeted that, I'm like, this could be taken the wrong way, you know? And that's that's just the thing about Twitter. You don't get to say 100% of what you think. I think that if Brandon Ingram, his next role, which I knew it would be with another team, Pelicans, his role, you look at that Pelicans roster, who is the scorer? Who's the natural scorer there? I think Drew Holiday can score. I think that, um, you know, you look at that roster now, like who's your score? It's going to take a while for Zion to really get acclimated to NF, uh, in NBA speed. <laughs> Excuse me. And, yes, that's something that I will admit, that I, I have been done doing the, the uh, NFL for so long. But at the end of the day, I have a lot of experience, like hands-on experience in terms of like literally the same passion that I had for football, I had for the NBA in consecutive years. So it's still there, but it's going to take some time to get there. And that's why this is such a, a transparent and, and open and pure phase for me, because, you know, now I kind of get to, I kind of get to learn, relearn something and I kind of get to. That, that that I'm passionate about and I kind of have that humility about it because simply because I don't know, you know, and I have that same um, humility when it comes to learning in the NFL. But I've done it so much that, yes, there are some things that I know that I'm good at. And, you know, I don't mind telling you that if you're not willing to give me that respect um, on your own. But like I said, I said that about Brandon Ingram, his role with the Lakers. No. His role with the Lakers, he was not a volume shooter. He was a very efficient shooter, to be completely honest. Um, but his next role with the Pelicans, to be a scorer, I think every scorer in this league is a volume scorer or a volume shooter. You have to be. And, you know, shooter shoot. You know, not everybody's going to always be 14 for 17 and have 40 points. You know, you, it's just not the, the average shooting percentage in the NFL is in the 40s. So just from that standpoint alone, you're not going to be, you know, an 80%, 60% shooter like that. His role with the Lakers, Brandon Ingram's role with the Lakers was very efficient. His next role where he's going to be counted upon, you know, that's what I was like, I was saying, it, what's your mindset? Like he's number two, he was a norm, number two pick in, in this league, right? Overall. So are you defending the fact that he's a glorified Sean Livingston with a little bit more range? Are you are you living with the fact that he's just an efficient bench to start a score or is he the next KD? Because make up your mind. You can't have your cake and eat it, too. You can't say that he's this, he's that, he's more efficient, blah, blah, blah. OK, so what what is he going to be now? You know, when he goes to 
to okay, I mean, uh, Pel- uh, New Orleans, when he's a Pelican, he's you know, when that is going down, they're going to be relying on him, I believe, to be a scorer. And I guarantee you it's going to take more than 8 to 12, 14 shots to, for that team to win. You're going to have to start getting in the 25-shot range, tw- mid-20 shot range, and scoring. And then what is the narrative going to be? Now, like, like I said, we didn't go into deep context and stuff like that. Yes, to, to put it shortly and blank, blatantly like that without much context to say he's a skinny volume shooter, the projection – not, and not mentioning it's a projection. Sure, that's fair. But at the end of the day, that's all. Sco- Is he a prolific scorer or not? Because to me, that tells me that you don't know what you're talking about because every prolific scorer is a volume shooter. He's a volume scorer. You have to be. There's no way to be 15 and eight of 18 every night. There's no way. The average is 40% shooting. In this league. So it's like if you are a scorer in this league, you are a volume scorer. More than likely, unless you're like a big man down low, I think big man, big man and efficiency at scoring is one thing. Um, when you when you are, can be around the basket, when you can attack the basket, that's one of the big things that I said. He's a skinny guy. He's not going to be, you know, a dynamo around the basket. Can he finish? Is he is he solid? Is he long? Absolutely. But he's gonna get his 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 uh his points off of the perimeter game, um, free throws, you know, and, and those little shots that he can get around the rim using his length. And that's really what I'm gonna say. Like I came into the Lakers, that's my first big, like I was like in Titans land, in Titans land, you know, it's always an argument about something, and it's a and it's oftentimes low vibrational. And not strategy whatsoever. It's really just about uh, opinions, ideologies, and temperamental, uh, sensitive, um, you know, uh, people feeling uh, very in their feelings about stuff. This one, for 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 instance, this one was very strategic. This one were, were were very well informed fans talking about a a uh, phrase or a word or a label I gave a player that they watched more than me probably and they gave their opinion on it and I respected that but I'd like to say as I did somewhat defend myself but I I really on Twitter I just accepted the fact that it was poorly worded and it didn't go into enough context because I'm not going to be typing novels all the time on Twitter but at the end of the day it was a very healthy discussion and it was a very informed discussion. And I might need to keep out the word healthy because, of course, nobody can make a point without insulting. But I didn't take it too personal. It was poorly worded. It needed more context and it needed more explanation. But at the end of the day, when Brandon Ingram's field goal percentage drops and he's chunking up, as you want to talk about a chop, shot chunker, when he's shooting 20 shots a game because he has to to keep that team competitive, you know, if they don't add anybody else to help him, then that's what he is. But if you add some th- somebody to help him, you got a good piece. Now, if you think a number two overall pick should have a role as a complimentary, glorified Sean Livingston type player, then we made the right choice. He's a number two overall pick. He needs to be the next KD. 
And that's Lakers mentality. It's not a mentality where we're going to take number two pick on a player and he's going to be our off the bench six man or a complimentary scorer. No, he needs to be the guy at number two. He's either is the, the slender man or he's not. And that's really the mindset with these Lakers fans. Like they're, 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 they're latching on to these 35 and 47 memories, these 17. And I don't, I don't even like to utter the records. We are a 60-win team perennial. We are a top three Western Conference seed perennial. That's the mindset. That's where it could. That's where it should cut off. All this blah, 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 and all this Kuzma. And here's the case for Kuzma. Kuzma has the mindset to develop, for one. He has the, he has the body type to where he can easily put on a, another 10 to 15 pounds of muscle. He has the work ethic. His career high is 41 points. If I'm not mistaken, he was the second leading scorer. Brandon Ingram is a is a close close third or or it was Braun Ingram Kuzma or Braun Kuzma Ingram. If I'm wrong, please correct me. And the thing is, the way that Kuzma scores and the way that you project him to develop, Kuzma can go down on the block. He can develop a post game. He's long just like Ingram. Uh, he has a perimeter game. The mindset it's just it just it's just like people want to say the projection I'd rather have Ingram over Kuzma. Okay, what do you get out of Ingram? You get good defense, you get length, you get efficient scoring. What do you get out of Kuzma? You get a legitimate, you get a legitimate streaky score with a mentality and the the ability. The ceiling for Kuzma is a lot higher than Brandon Ingram to me. The ceiling of what Kuzma could become. Because and a lot of times it's the look, it's the aesthetic look. It's it's if you want Ingram to to remain how he is as a as a skinny type of guy that's going to be an efficient scorer in this league, fine. But with Kuzma, the potential is limitless. He could easily gain another ten to fifteen pounds of muscle and could become the next. It's it's hard to think of a comparison for him. Um, I'm not gonna overindulge and say the next Carmelo but he could be the next just a lighter weighted version of uh LaMarcus Aldridge before he you know the Portland version you know um he could he could easily become um who's a long a long and lanky scorer from the past that I remember uh, you know a poor man's T-Mac you know, and and I know these are, are are lofty comparisons, but I mean that's the potential that I see. The only potential that people constantly compare Brandon Ingram is with KD, but you can't be an efficient fourteen shot, you know, attempting fourteen shots a game and be KD. You know that volume label has to be attached to you if you're going to become an elite scorer in this league. And that's what people are so sentimental about. If you're sentimental about the player leaving, be sentimental about the player leaving. But don't be sentimental about what he's done in this league and what, what's factual. Was he an efficient scorer with the Lakers? Yes. What is his projection when he go thinking about where he's going as a team to the team of the Pelicans? And think about the projection. If you think he's that prolific of a scorer, he's gonna have to become a volume shooter slash scorer. He's it's it comes with the title, it comes with the territory.
That's really all I got to say. It was fun. Wanted to iron that out. Like I said, I am a novice right now in, in NBA Twitter, and I, I own it. I know that I have to, to, to catch up, and, 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 and I say that humbly. But at the end of the day, I know what it takes to win NBA championships because guess what? I witnessed every single one of them in, this, in the 2000s, in this century. So not many people can say that. Um, not many people study champions. I study the Lakers. I study the Patriots. I study the Spurs. You know, I study, you know, next up is the Warriors, how they orchestrated this, this thing. I study the old, you know, uh, Giants. I study the old 49ers. I study the old Lakers. You know, I study the old Bulls. You know, I, I, this is what I do. It's not just, uh, uh, knowing or or just oh they won six titles oh they won five i go back and see how they did it i know how this thing is infrastructure and i and i can grow in that i'm not i'm not i haven't arrived in that area but it's something that i am aware of so like i said that's what i want to say happy to be back in laker laker talks um but i had my first quote-unquote baptism and it was about brandon ingram i just feel like you know, it's just an overreaction and it's not it's not of the Laker way. But anyway, thanks for tuning in. Uh Lake Show. Lake Show's back. You know, we need another piece. Um and I, I think I'll save that for another episode with Anthony Davis, the type of players that we need to have to surround him with. But yeah, thanks for tuning in. Lake show up.